Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Once again, another Bob Hope Show. This is episode number 542 of the Bob Hope Show, and it originally aired on January 14th, 1953. Here now is Bob Hope with his special guests, Terry Moore and Bing Crosby. Transcribed direct from Fort Ord, California, with Les Brown and his band of renown. Our special guests, Terry Moore and Bing Crosby. And here he is, Bob Hope. Here we are at Fort Ord near Monterey, California for the boys of our armed forces. Boy, they've treated us beautifully up here. I'm also up here to play in the Bing Crosby Invitational Golf Tournament at Pebble Beach. It's a very exclusive affair. To get in, you have to have your own ball. (laughs) Bing surveyed the whole nation for a golf course. Then he selected the Pebble Beach Golf Course at Cypress Point on the Pacific Ocean. He owns all three. Bing not only runs the tournament, he also plays in it, but there's no favoritism. The rest of us still have a chance to win second or third prize. (laughs) Crosby out in the golf course is quite a sight. I don't know where he gets those clothes. I think he throws away the laundry and wears the bag. (laughs) And with his figure, he's right. (laughs) The other day, Crosby put on a collar and a tie, but it was a mistake. An MP arrested him for being out of uniform. But a lot of famous people have played in this tournament up here. Two years ago, Phil Harris won it. He came out of fifth ahead of everybody else. (laughs) And last year, I would have won the tournament except for one stroke. They caught me erasing it. (laughs) But I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be up here at Fort Orton. That's what I say. And if you were wearing this type of suit, you could say it too. nice to be back at my old alma mater. Yes, sir, I've been here so often, my name appears on the rolls of this camp, under enemy infiltration. I really have been up here a lot of times. In fact, they still can't decide which was here first, me or the fish canneries. When the canneries are operating, the wind is real crazy up here. In fact, this is the only army camp in the country where you can get a purple heart for taking a deep breath. I was up here ten years ago for a physical, but I was rejected. Doctors couldn't figure out why when they tapped my left knee, my right leg flew up. I had my garters crossed. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet a lovely young star, Miss Terry Moore, right here. Welcome to the show, Terry. I'm glad you were able to make the trip up here with us. 
Tell me, do you like this part of California? Well, what I could see as we flew in was very impressive. Rugged cliffs, rolling hills, miles and miles of sand dunes. Yeah, it all adds up to a wonderful place to live if you're forced into it. <laughs> oh, now, Bob, it's really... Bob, it's really very beautiful country. After all, there's nothing like old Mother Nature. I know. That's why I'm up here to play in his golf tournament. <laughs> and, Terry, you're a comparative newcomer to the Hollywood scene, and I'm sure we'd all be interested in learning more about you. Would you like to tell us about yourself? All right, Bob. Where shall I start? With your phone number. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Terry. That was just a slip. Oh, it's all right. I'm sure you didn't mean anything by it. I'm glad you're sure. Just tell us, uh... <laughs> Just tell us anything you want, Terry. For example, what are your hobbies? Well, I ride horseback, I cook, I love to knit, and I'm a licensed pilot. I fly my own plane. What a coincidence. That's my hobby, too. Really, Bob? Yeah, what size needles do you knit with? <laughs> you're kidding. What kind of a plane do you fly, honey? A Cessna two-seater. I've got over a hundred hours in the air. No kidding. Never any trouble? Oh, not once, Bob. As a matter of fact, I feel that I'm safer when I'm up in the air than I am when I'm on the ground. Don't look at me. <laughs> well, I've told you about my hop. <laughs> then, of course, there's my work. You see, my big break was getting that wonderful part in Come Back, Little Sheba. It's a gripping picture with great moments of drama. It's the story of a disillusioned doctor whose love for this young girl plunges him into despair. And then in an alcoholic frenzy, he tries to murder his wife with a butcher knife. Sounds like a sequel to Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> Terry, being in a picture that's up for an Academy Award must be quite a thrill. Oh, it is, Bob. And, well, even a bigger thrill is being here tonight. Really? Oh, of course. Why, now, how many young people starting in show business get a chance to appear with one of the truly great performers? Well, if you insist. Well, not only a great artist, but... Well, one of the most popular men in the whole world. Oh, don't lay it on so thick, but louder. Honestly, Bob. <laughs> Honestly, Bob, this is one of the great thrills of my life, to think, to think I'm actually going to meet Bing Crosby. <laughs> I feel as though I just stepped barefoot on a Pismo Beach clam. Tell me, honey, what is this interest you have in the ragged Johnny Ray? Oh, I've always had a great admiration for Mr. Crosby, Bob. Why, if I ever wrote a fan letter, it would be to him. He even looks like a movie star. Yeah, I agree with you. From the front to the back, he looks like Ma and Pa Kettle. <laughs> but, Terry, there's no accounting for taste. Shut the door. Everybody's getting in. <laughs> Say, what? just deliver the sandwiches and get lost. What do you think? I really hate to interrupt this little father and daughter talk, but... Uh... <laughs> Can I put in my two cents worth? When did the price go up? <laughs> now, Robin, I'm a guest of yours here. You must extend yourself. Be a little more gracious. Oh, I'm sorry, Cheddarhead. I just Ooh, said that Cheddar. for a laugh. <laughs> Are you going to introduce me, or am I going to have to do it myself here? Oh, I'm sorry. Terry, this is Bing Crosby, if you'll excuse the expression. <laughs> certainly nice meeting you. I happen to be one of your many fans. There's three altogether, you and two old ladies in Glendale. 
love Bob. I just love Bob's jokes, don't you? Oh, he's more fun than a battle of monkeys. Yeah. There's a striking resemblance. Bing, you surprised me when you called and said you were coming over tonight. What's the occasion? Well, it's rather important, Bob. Well, it must be. After dark, you seldom get this far from your money. Oh, this is a serious matter. I heard this program last week, and you dramatized a very fine moving picture, which I created. And... Wait, wait. I was in it, too. I was about to say that. A picture which I created against overwhelming odds. <laughs> but my grievance is not that you worked in that picture. You have to live, too. Although that line is likely to start a nationwide controversy, I'm sure. Look, look you tubby Tallulah. What if is you've it got something... <laughs> you screwy Shelley, what is it? If you've got something to say, say it. I've been swindled, that's all. And instead of having me playing the part I created, you'd go out and hire an old, broken-down, third-rate actor. There was no actor. That was Jack Benny. <laughs> well, I was available. Why get Jack Benny to play my part? Well, you have to expect that sort of thing from here in, Bing. You're getting to the place where you have to step aside for the younger fellows, you know. <laughs> Just nature did it to you. I wished you wouldn't kid about this, Bob, because you've hurt me. <laughs> you know, there's a code of ethics between friends. Partners should always be square with each other. There are things that one pal doesn't do to another pal. I'm sorry, old paint. <laughs> if you want, I'll turn in my Roy Rogers silver bullet. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried desperately to hold up my end of this friendship, but, Bob, this little incident has served its purpose. Now I know your opinion of me, and I also know what you've been saying behind my back over there at Paramount. Well, what have I been saying? What, 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 what? I believe you told me, head of the studio, that I'm a lousy actor. I never said that. You didn't? No, the only thing I said was, if they ever publish a who's who of talent, you'll be listed under F. <laughs> Father of Gary. <laughs> That's all. I've had it. Aloha. If, if I get up... my umbrella, I'll go. I'll if, you're up... <laughs> if you're so upset about Jack Benny playing your part, why didn't you put in a complaint before then? I did. As soon as your show went off the air, I picked up the phone and I called the president of the company. Oh, you went over my head. Everything else does. <laughs> Let's not talk about intelligence. You didn't get a full issue of equipment either. <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for trying to knock me out of my job. Ah, uh, you don't have to worry about that, Bob. I would like to suggest a few changes. Oh, now, wait a minute, Dad. Hold on here. Let's get this straight. On this show, I'm the boss. The only orders I take are from the chief at headquarters. Oh, yes, and that reminds me. Your chief and I engaged in a gay foray about the golf links yesterday. Yeah, he's a mm -hmm. mean man with a nine iron, Plays isn't he? well, yeah. Took me for 75 cents the other day. 75 <laughs> cents? My, my, you bet like a Republican, don't you? <laughs> Hey, come to think of it, your superior and I locked up for a few bucks also. No kidding. He took you too, huh? No. As a matter of fact, he didn't. No. You beat the sponsor? Yes. To lapse into the vernacular of the pool room, robber, I clobbered the boy. Oh. And what did you win? The company. <laughs> oh, no, Bing. Ah, careful. Oh. I, I mean chief. Yes, better. Of course, if you'd rather not, that vacancy on the laundry truck is still open, lad. Oh, no. No, no, not that again. It took two years to win my honorable discharge from the diaper service. Read on. <laughs> Read on. Give it all the impact of your tinny but penetrating tones. Let me hear you. The Technicolor picture starring Bing Crosby, Dorothy Lamour, and Herman Schultz. <laughs> hey! Hey, what is this? What? Wait, there's no Herman Schultz in the picture. I'm the third star. Check the latest release, chum. 
We had a new head dubbed in. Oh, Grinchy. And here from Herman Schultz's picture is the ballad. To see you is to love you And I see you everywhere In the sunrise, in the moon glow Any place I look, you're there To see you is to want you And I see you all the time On a sidewalk, in a doorway On the lonely stairs I climb Someday let me show you How happy endings start You'll find how well I know you Cause to know you at all Is to know you by heart To see you is to love you And you're never out of sight And I love you And I'll see you In the same old dream tonight Someday let me show you happy ending start You'll find how well I know you Cause to know you at all Is to know you by heart To see you is to love you And you're never out of sight And I love you And I'll see you in the same old dream Beautifully, the music just pours out of him. No effort at all. Oh, he doesn't have to make an effort, Terry. Why not? Well, two years ago, when they took out Bing's appendix, they installed a recording machine. <laughs> He's the only singer in the business with a long playing stomach. <laughs> oh my! It's typical of the lesser intellects to resort to flippant inanities when confronted with their literate superior. Where does it say that? Right. <laughs> You know, Terry, there's a lot of people in show business ought to be selling vacuum cleaners, and here's a fellow with a nozzle for it. I'm <laughs> right. Thank you, Herbert Hoover. Say, uh, Terry, 
Don't pay any attention to Flab. He's still sore because Jack Benny played his part last week. Well, I certainly am, and I think you owe me an apology. Well, oh. I can see Bing's point, Bob. When you hired Jack Benny to play his part, will you cast a certain reflection on Bing's ability? That's beautifully said, Terry, and I thank you. I think I've earned a little consideration. I've done some heavy spade work in my day. I've hitchhiked to club dates. I've, I've played split weeks in Watsonville, and I... <laughs> Local connotation. Yes, a painter. <laughs> think it's an art, artist colony, isn't yes, it? I, I even sang in the local watering spa place. I think <laughs> it's a spa. I even sang with the ship's orchestra. What ship was it? The Nina, the Pinta, or the Santa Maria? <laughs> Columbus was crazy about now, it. Now is that a nice way to talk? Hmm? Where do you come off with that Mister Show business routine? What are you doing? Selling crying towels on the side? <laughs> Bob, every word Bing said is true. I'm sure he worked many long years before he got a break at Paramount. So what? Is he the only guy that's had it tough? I played those tank towns. I had to scuff with for the room rent. But I studied. I learned everything I could about show business. And finally, they signed me. That's how I got into Paramount. <laughs> how touching. How lugubrious. I hate to debunk a beautiful fantasy, but that's not. That is definitely not how you got into pictures. Oh, no? No? When you got out here, you were a pool hustler from Cleveland. <laughs> You were walking past that Paramount studio and you were knocked through the front gate by a 1926 Pontiac. I have the only spine engraved with an Indian head. Hey, now, why don't you two fellas stop this bickering? It's gone beyond that, Terry. I don't have to take advice from a Nevada hillbilly. Now, Bob. Just because he's wearing shoes this week, he's mad with power. Oh, you're satisfied, I suppose. Satisfied that you're 100% perfect. Well, I do all right, Gramps. My schedule includes pictures, Gramps. television, radio. <laughs> I've taken on the toughest stint of all, a morning show five times a week. And I do all this while you're out there in Elko, sidestepping hot lizards. <laughs> I think I can handle anything you can handle, Pinky. That, that, that morning program, now, that sounds like it might be my type of work. Oh, I'm sure the women would love you, Bing. I know I'd like to hear you on a morning show. Oh, Terry, you've given me all the encouragement I need. <laughs> Shall we dip into the matutinal killer cycles, huh? Matutinal? Yes, the morning. Well, no smoking. Fasten your safety belt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> And now, ladies, it's time for another visit with your old friend, Just Plain Bing. <laughs> yes, it's time to meet the friendly philosopher whose wise words and homely sayings have endeared him to the hearts of millions. Here he is, the sage of Cedarville. How are you, neighbors? This is Just Plain Bing. Leaning over the barnyard fence to have a chat with you. So far, this thing could stand a shot of chlorophyll. <laughs> and now for today's story. Today's story is episode number 9,600,427,923, chapter 7. <laughs> Several months ago, a young couple moved to Cedarville, and so far they've had trouble fitting themselves into the life of the community. This disturbs our friendly philosopher very deeply, and right now we find him approaching the young couple's door. Come in. Yes? Hi, your neighbors. I'm just plain Bing. Oh, glad to know you're just plain Bing. I'm just plain Bob. <laughs> and this is my wife, just plain Terry. And this whole thing is just plain disgusting. 
to drop in, sir. Thank you, Mom. I, I'm just being right neighborly. You mind if I come in and, and, and set a spell? Of course. Sure, come on in. I'll try and find a spell big enough for your setter. <laughs> now, I'll get right to the point. I understand you folks are having trouble getting acquainted with our, our Cedarville way. Yes, we are. Well, now, Cedarville's a mighty fine place. You folks will find that most of the folks in this town are just, just plain uh, folksy folks. Oh, you won't find folks anywhere that are any more folksy than we folks. I'm glad we laid in the supply of folks before the price went up. <laughs> now, what seems to be a trouble in you youngsters? Well, there? the whole town seems to be against us. No. Nobody will speak to us. Nobody invites us anywhere. We haven't any friends. We're so lonely, we're getting care packages from Democrats. <laughs> well, now, maybe I can help you young folks. My motto is, a good turn a day makes friendship whole square. <laughs> Gee, that's keen, yeah, Mom. Then, uh... I can't wait... <laughs> I can't wait to finger paint that on my sweatshirt. I'm afraid it's too late to do anything for us. We've decided to move back to the city. Well, now, I ain't the type to butt in on the folks' affairs, but the young couple across the street felt just the same way, and I, I, I helped them. I advised them to buy that gas station up on the highway. Yeah, I heard about that. The gas station went bankrupt. The fellow got desperate, stole a car, held up a bank, and now he's doing 20 years in Alcatraz. Yeah, it wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for me. <laughs> What would you advise us to do, just plain Bing? Well, you folks ought to get out more. Mix with the other folks in the community. We have a social every Saturday. Big dudes got taffy pulling for the old folks and dancing for the young folks. Oh, sounds like fun. I haven't been to a dance since Arthur Murray gave me an honorable discharge. <laughs> oh, if we could only go to that social and make friends. We hate to leave here because Bob has such a wonderful job. Where do you work, son? I'm the traffic manager at the fish hatchery. The traffic... <laughs> traffic manager? Yeah, when the salmon swim upstream to spawn, I make sure none of their eggs get scrambled. <laughs> that sounds like a very responsible job. It is. Robert has a wonderful head for fish. That must look mighty good hanging on the wall of a seafood restaurant. <laughs> now, you wait a minute. Robert, he's the friendly old philosopher. Yeah, well, he may get his friendly old teeth knocked down his friendly old throat. No, 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 let's not get all head up. I've got to be on my way now, but I'll, I'll see that you're invited to our next social. Oh, thank you. Not at all. I believe in a good turn of day. A good turn of day drives the dark clouds away and makes fair play whole sway. I've, I've done you a good turn, and now maybe you'll pass it along and, and do a daily good turn for other people. Oh, I'm all set for the next five years. <laughs> all thanks for the memory of the men here at Fort Ord who train with one accord to keep our might that holds the right to all the points we've scored. And we thank you so much Ladies and gentlemen, seeing all these wonderful G.I.s up here has served as a reminder to us. A reminder that men are training and fighting, yes, and dying for freedom. That's rough talk, but it's a rough war, and it's going on now, every day without intermissions. Those of us who are lucky enough to be wearing tweed instead of khaki have to remember that we can't afford to take a vacation from responsibility. Let's not forget, because those guys in the front line aren't forgetting. If they did, we'd be doing this show from that Kremlin next year for much less money. So that's why we're happy, along with Bing, Terry, Les Brown, and the boys, to get this chance to visit with these guys up here at Fort Ord. Good luck, boys, and thank you very much.
Terry Moore was born Helen Luella Coford on January 7, 1929 in Los Angeles, California. As a young child, she worked as a model before she made her film debut at age 11 in an uncredited role in a 1940 movie named Maryland. She did more work under several different names in movies and radio before she finally settled on the stage name of Terry Moore and began starring in films for Columbia Pictures in 1948. She hit it big in the 1952 movie, Come Back Little Sheba. The movie starred Burt Lancaster and Shirley Booth. But Terry was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Now, Shirley Booth won the Oscar for Best Actress in that movie. It's considered quite a classic. Terry Moore continued to star in movies through the 1950s. In the 1960s, she made the move to TV and appeared in shows like My Three Sons, Batman, and Bonanza. She continued to appear on TV through the 70s and the 80s. Uh, 80s shows like Knight Rider and Fantasy Island she would make guest appearances on. Her last TV credit was in 2019. She's still alive and still considered active in her profession at the age of 93. Now, if you take a look at our website, you can see two pictures of Terry, one from the 1950s and one from 2015. As you can see, she's one who's had a few too many plastic surgeries. And she does not look at all like the young lady who appeared on Bob Hope's show in 1953. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. And until we meet again, in the words of Lois Wise, a good friend is a connection to life, a tie to the past, a road to the future.